I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about signs of narcissistic abuse. Yes. So it's really important that you look at these signs to evaluate an unhealthy relationship. Yes. You may have been in a relationship where somebody was constantly making you feel horrible, then sometimes they make you feel amazing, and then they're horrible again, and there's all kinds of bizarre, intense behaviors. And it always ends up with horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to look at some of the signs of narcissistic abuse today, and how being aware of this can really help you evaluate how healthy or unhealthy your relationship might be. Right. So, Margaret... You can go ahead and take the it away. First thing I'm going to talk about is one of the things that narcissistic abusers use is gaslighting. Now, where did we get that term? It was the title of a movie made in 1939. I'm waiting for Craig to tell me I was probably on the set. <laughs> but actually, I remember seeing the movie when I was probably a kid. Um, they used a to be... Kid? Yes, I was one I didn't know 800 when you were a child. I was. <laughs> um, but there used to be the Late Late Show on TV where they would play you old movies, and I remember seeing the movie, and I remember being kind of disturbed by it. Mm -hmm. And in it, the guy, and I can't remember who it was, it was well-known actors, the guy is trying to convince his wife that she's lost her mind. So he misplaces things, he makes weird phone calls, um, he didn't have electronics then like we have, but he knocks at the door and then there's nobody there. He misplaces things where she's put them in the house and he's trying to convince her she's crazy because he wants to put her away. You can't even do that anymore um, so that he can go on with his affair. All right? Mm -hmm. But it's an eerie movie because it was in black and white. It's old enough. It was eerie. Yeah. And I do remember seeing it. All right, so gaslighting means you try to make your partner feel crazy. And I don't think there's a meaner thing you can do to somebody than that. So you chronically distort reality and you put it back on your partner. Yeah. Um, you said I was in a bad mood today. Oh no, it's not me. You're in a bad mood and you've been in a bad mood since last Thursday. And here are the things that you've done, none of which are true. Okay, that sort of thing. I'm going to read you some examples here. Um, Claire. Now here's a woman who's doing it. Claire uses manipulative gaslighting on her brother Jack. She was jealous of Jack, and when she would go to visit him at his house, she would steal things from him. She would then proudly display them in her house. When Jack would view it and see the stolen goods, he would say, Hey Claire, that's mine. She would then follow up by telling Jack that he had given those things to her. And how could he not remember that? Um, and that he must have just been so busy with his job that he forgot. And Jack would kind of cave in and say, oh, okay, it must be my poor memory. Mm -hmm. All right? And there you see that it's easy for the manipulator, for the narcissist, to get the guy to go along because he doesn't know what else to do. Okay? Here's another one. A young woman 
um, wrote about her narcissistic ex-husband. He had not paid the light bill when they were married. He came home to find her and the children sitting in the dark with candles. She showed him the delinquent bill and he yelled, I paid that bill. Are you going to believe your eyes or me? You got the reality distortion here? Mm -hmm. Are you going to believe your eyes or me? In other words, I could be more right than your own observation, which is no longer valid. Okay? How undermining that is. All right? Yeah. Um, we see gaslighting happen when a narcissist decides to cheat and is attempting to conceal his infidelity. When confronted, it is common for them to accuse their spouse of being crazy, jealous, or insecure. Okay? I'm not doing anything. How can you say that? You're just insecure because of your not-so-good looks. He'll get a dig in there, too. Yeah. I've, I've talked to many men and women, betrayed by their partners, who say that for quite some time, in their situations, they were with a cheater and really thought they were just losing their minds and that is the cheaters or the perpetrator of any kind's mm -hmm. um, goal, all right? They look back after finding out the truth and wonder how someone can manipulate them this well um, with such conviction and forceful intent, all right? Yeah. Now here's another case. I've seen this one a hundred times but never had a name for it. Brenda was in therapy discussing her narcissistic mother. When Brenda confronted her mother on childhood issues, the mother's reaction was to say, well, you were always too sensitive. And besides, that did not happen. It's just your imagination. Mm. You have no idea how many times I've heard that one, um, that the parent doesn't remember anything like that. And I remember one woman I worked with whose father was incredibly violent with the family the entire time she was growing up. And he looked at her and said, I don't remember any of that. Where are you getting this? It must be from your friends. Wow. Okay. And I mean, he knows she was right there watching it happen. And every once in a while, you'll see a little kid who doesn't want to get in trouble. And although you were standing in the room and watched him or her do whatever they did, they will look at you and say, you didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was you. <laughs> So I think you get the idea. Yeah. Gas, gaslighting is really to play with somebody's head. And that's not amusing. It's no. really not. No. All right? Um, so what does narcissistic abuse look like? It can produce awful symptoms in its victims. Okay? But the actual abuse can be verbal. Um, and here's a wonderful list. Belittling, bullying, accusing, blaming, shaming, demanding, Well, let's go through those slowly. You want me to slow down? Because <laughs> yeah. I have about four more lines. Okay. Um, belittling, right? Yeah. Putting you down. Mm -hmm. Accusing, they're famous for this. You're only accusing me of cheating because you're cheating. Okay? Mm -hmm. You only accuse me of being in a bad mood when you really are. Yeah. Um, blaming. I didn't pay the mortgage, but it's your fault because you distracted me and you spent all the money. Mm -hmm. um, shaming. Um, your behavior is just despicable. I don't even know why I'm with you. Um, demanding. Do this, do that. Um, threatening. 
if you don't have this house cleaned up by tomorrow, I'm going to find some way to get even with you. Um, criticizing, being sarcastic, raging. One of the narcissist's favorite tools so that if they rage enough every time you bring something up to them, eventually people tend to stop raising anything because they don't want to deal with this guy in a rage. They just bully. Yeah, they just, that's the next one on the list, I mm -hmm. believe. Um, that, that's bullying, exactly. Um, name calling, name calling is famous. Um, many people occasionally do these things, but they don't come to the level of being really pathological. Um, all right, manipulation, here's a handy definition of it. It's an indirect influence on someone to behave in a certain way, which furthers the goals of the manipulator, okay? I want you to take me out to dinner, so I'll have three terrible problems happen to me on the way home, so that then you'll feel bad for me and you'll take me to the outback, right? Mm-hmm. Manipulations of all kinds, and worse ones than that. Wow, yeah. Um, some say that underneath it all is covert aggression. Well, the narcissist can't be in a really good mood. He did not get his needs met, and he can't easily get them met now. So he has all of this sort of underlying, all these underlying feelings of inadequacy and desperation to hide them. Okay? Um, emotional blackmail. Um, you know, if, if you go see your family, I'm just not going to talk to you for the next two weeks. And a lot of isolating will go on because they don't want you to get other feedback. Okay? Wow. Yeah. It's always been said about domestic violence types that they always try to isolate yeah. the victim. And here you have a good example of it. Yeah. Um, I don't want you getting any other outside influence. I'm busy pitting, putting you down. I don't want anybody to either make you feel better or point out to you that your sense of reality is still your sense of reality. It's a lot easier to make you feel like you're going crazy when other people oh, yeah. are saying, you're not crazy. Right. Yeah, they don't want you to have those other people. Mm -hmm. They try and take away all kinds of support. Yep. yep. Um, they will negatively contrast you with others, which is a subtle way of taking a dig at you. You know, Mrs. So-and-so's house is always so clean. Um, they'll sabotage your career or whatever else you're interested in doing. Um, they will lie from morning till night without one bit of remorse. None. And lying is their real stock and trade mm -hmm. because they've got to lie to you about the reality you both see. Mm -hmm. And they have to lie better than you trust your vision. You know, do you believe the bill, what the bill says, or do you believe me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, They'll withhold money, sex, affection, communication. Um, narcissists are big for the I ignore you for a week. Okay? And don't even tell you why. That's enough to make you upset. Um, they'll invade your privacy in every way, even when you've asked for privacy. Ignoring your boundaries, looking through your things, your phone, your mail. Um, wow. Yeah. Completely um, and utterly self-absorbed. Completely and utterly. They will also stalk you or follow you. Um, and have no idea why you're upset about it. They have no sense of boundaries of None. any kind of... None. Uh, you know, they're just trying to always look to get an upper hand. Yes, that's exactly right. And, you know, it's a lot easier to manipulate someone when they're anxious and emotional and upset. So, right. you know, the gaslighting or the um, ignoring you for a week yep. or, you know, 
and withholding from you is going to make you so upset and emotionally unstable, they can distort things easier. It's really unbelievable. And they're unbelievably successful an unbelievable amount of the time. Yeah. Um, they'll slander you, and then there's violence. And, you know, there's the old one of, my husband was so upset he hit the wall. No, he wasn't. He was so upset he hit the wall so he could terrify you. Okay? Yeah. That's an old trick. And financial abuse is an old one. Um, they'll buy cars in your name that you don't know about and do all sorts of other fi sleazy financial maneuvers and you are guaranteed to come out on the bottom. Yep. I took the money from the savings account just till I could pay it back next week, which will never come. Now, people who live with this can be left with some really ugly symptoms. Oh, sure. One of which is post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which means you're so traumatized by what you're living with and the distortion of reality and the constant threats and the constant lying that you can literally have flashbacks to scenes where this guy was abusive to you. They'll also threaten to hurt your children, threaten the dog, threaten the cat, those are favorite things they like to do, and then they'll punch the wall so that you'll really believe they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that can reach the le the level of trauma, without question. Absolutely. Yeah, you walk on eggshells all of the time. Eggshells are one of my pet peeves. I'm against eggshells. No one should ever have to do that, particularly in their own home. So if they've had enough outbursts, people end up in a position where they'll do anything just to keep you calm. Yeah. All right including walk on eggshells if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, people will put aside their basic needs and desires just wanting to keep this guy happy. All right? Yeah, you're so scared they're going to they, leave you. Absolutely. Which, of course, you, you should be rooting for, yeah. but it's hard. Um, and they'll tell you, you know, no one else will ever want you. You're not attractive enough. You're incompetent. You can't do any, any work out there and support yourself. Um, you know, you're just a loser, and you better stay with me. Exact words that I've heard many times. Well. Okay. Um, women can develop all kinds of somatic symptoms, um, rashes from anxiety, um, all sorts of anxiety symptoms. Um, and you can also find it difficult to trust anybody after someone that you think loves you um, has treated you like this for a length of time. Sure. Um, some people get to the point of being suicidal, and some people just isolate themselves because it's easier. Um, yeah. And you can end up comparing yourself to others just like he does. And of course, you'll always come up on the on the bad end of it. Yeah. Um, you really don't want to go toe to toe with a narcissist. No, you You're don't. not going to win. No, you don't. You can't outsmart them when it comes to these no. areas. They're, it's all they do. Yeah. And it's all they've ever done. It's all they've ever done. And I want to get to the gray rock. I'll get to the gray rock in a minute. If you're in a position where you cannot get away from a narcissist, suppose you're married and you have children, and you have to deal with visiting and all that sort of thing, um, then that puts them in your face, you know, for years, which is not what you want. And they will do everything on earth to try to get a response out of you. Um, and they, they always want to come back. And they'll tell you they'll go to therapy like you wanted them to, and they'll change their ways, and they know they've been awful, and they're so good at it that people go back numerous times. 
The only thing you can do, and I think this is a term, there are a couple of other terms, you can go gray rock, which I think is gray a, rock. Gray rock, which is a British term. They will try to get you to react to them any way they can, say around children's visits or whatever. They'll ask you provocative questions, they'll ask you about things they know you're interested in, and your goal is to be as interesting and responsive as a gray rock. Okay? <laughs> So you have to learn how not to respond to them. But usually if you've been with them a length of time, they know how to push each and every one of your buttons. Yeah, so they're basically throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. That's exactly And right. if nothing sticks, they get frustrated. Oh, they certainly do. Um, and they get very, very angry. Mm -hmm. Very angry. So there's a lot to really think about here. A lot yeah. of different signs, a lot of different symptoms. And, you know, go through and look at them. Yeah. Um, have you done any of those traits right. or any of those behaviors? Or did you grow up with them, which is where you would have learned them? There's one more term I want to tell you, and I had no idea what this meant when I came across it. Hoovering. H-O-O-V-E-R-I-N-G. Mm -hmm. Well, I know about Herbert Hoover, the former president, <laughs> and I know about hovering, you know, like a helicopter, hovering over things, but I had never heard of hoovering. Hoovering means you do successfully go gray rock and you get rid of the guy for a period of months and you start to recover and the guy calls and does hoovering his mother has cancer he broke his leg he lost his job for no reason at all he can't make his child support payments and he probably needs to go in the hospital for something that might be cancer mm -hmm. okay in an attempt to get you back and you have to again make friends with that gray rock I don't care what's happening in your life. Um, you haven't done much for mine. Sorry. Too bad. Bye. Well. Which is not easy to do. No. Um, for most nice people. No. Okay. So this is a very serious subject. And I was telling Craig earlier, as I did the research on this, I wondered how the psychiatrists got this, got to apply narcissistic stuff. To this and I really think it was the domestic violence movement and this puts a whole new look um, onto many of the issues known to us from domestic violence yeah so self-help movements are wonderful when the other stuff doesn't work um, so you know it can be really, really challenging to get away from a narcissist. Oh, it certainly can. If you ever did any domestic violence work, you know. I mean, this woman has just been through this whole list of awful things this guy did. And she says, but I still love him. Right? No. Why is it? One of the things that people suggest is what we call identification with the aggressor. And I don't know if we've talked about that. I don't think we It's have. also known as the Stockholm Syndrome. And we'll do a longer presentation on that. I think so, I may have talked about that one time. Yeah, we'll do another presentation on it. But what it really means is, if you're in a powerless position long enough, the last device of your psyche is to start to identify with the person who has the power. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's to save you. It's, yeah, it, if, if you're in a life-threatening position, which some of these women certainly are or are led to believe they are, then the, the only thing you can do to survive is somehow go yeah. along with this abuser. Yeah. And it can become sort of an ingrained pattern. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason. Um, all right.
So there's that ugly story, and it is an ugly story, and we'll talk about it again. Sure. Because we're still learning about it, I think, as a field, as a group of human beings, we're still learning about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But obviously there's an overwhelming amount of information, yes. and there's a lot of different symptoms and, and behaviors to look at and write down and investigate for yourself if that was going on in your relationship. And certainly if it is, uh, you want to explore getting yourself some help, getting yourself a local therapist, uh, talking to friends and family, yeah. because you don't want to allow the abuser to isolate you no. and go through this alone. And it's that's like, what he will try to do so mm -hmm. that you won't have any support. Your local domestic violence shelter is a great place to start. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So hopefully you guys enjoyed and appreciated the content from this video. If you did, put a like on there. Okay. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. And if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for yes, I am. Skype coaching. Please feel free to sign up. I'd love to talk with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of my webpage and you can sign up with her there. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi. I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me to get professional help on your situation. Go to askcraig.net to sign up for a personal coaching with me.